Welcome to the Hillside. I am your host Ina Kampala telling you karibu sana to the Christian podcast asking you one more time to step up here on the hillside of life where the view is breathtaking and the air is fresh. So as is my custom, I want to thank you all for taking your time to listen to our podcast, to feedback to us on our blog. We pray that the podcasts are changing your life one episode at a time. So one more time, I want to welcome you with the book of Revelation chapter number 3 and verse number 20. The New Living Translation says, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. The invitation is to those who can hear that knock at the doors of their hearts to make that critical decision to open the door and start that life-changing experience with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And so today, on the ninth episode of our second season of the Hillside Podcast, we will be sharing the topic, 19 things I wish I knew when I was younger. I'm not too old, (laughs) but I'm not too young either. 19 things I wish I knew when I was younger. Now, the list I will be sharing is one part letter to my younger self, one part letter to my children, and one part advice for anyone looking to improve the quality of their lives and realize their true selves. These are all things that I'm reminded of or live by on a daily basis. Number one, the world is open to you. This is one of those points that I really wish I knew when I was younger. You can open a business, you can write, you can go to school, you can travel. You can do so much more than just go to college, get a basic degree, find a job and live out your life in an eight to five. And this is truer today than ever before. It might not always be clear exactly how you can make something like, say, travel without a decent income possible. But if you can get creative, you can find out a way to follow whatever path you choose. I thought I had only one of a few options, but I wasn't aware of any desirable option that existed outside of going to school and getting a degree. But this could not have been farther from the truth. Look around, get creative, talk to people, and you'll find you have more options than you think. Proverbs 19 verse 8, The one who gets wisdom loves life. The one who cherishes understanding will soon prosper. Lesson number two, work hard, work hard. Hard work teaches perseverance, persistence, and determination. It teaches us that hard work pays off. It teaches us to push through when times are tough. Not everything in life is easy. It isn't good to always have your hand out, waiting on someone to give you something. Work for it. It's not just some old played out saying. You really can do just about anything you put your mind to do. That is as long as you back it up with hard work. Rather, I say this because anything of value takes hard work. Even a daily Bible study and prayer takes hard work. The knowledge that not only is hard work required to accomplish anything of real value, but that with hard work, you can actually do anything is one of the most powerful lessons I think a person can learn in their lifetime. So Proverbs 13.4 says, A sluggish appetite is never filled, but the desires of a diligent are fully satisfied. Lesson number three, value your friends. 
I never fully appreciated the friendships I had grown up. And as I grew up and at one point I really grew to regret that. In a few years after high school, I was all but alone and had not a single soul I could call even a decent friend except the old friends which I didn't know at the time but you always maintain some level of connection with. It's not easy to find a genuinely good friend but when you do, hold on to them with dear life. Treat your good friends as family and above all else, do not hesitate to let them know how much they mean to you. Opening up in this way strengthens bonds and sometimes when emotional storms appear overhead, this can make all the difference. Ecclesiastes 4 verse 9 to 10. Two people are better than one because together they have a good reward for their hard work. If one falls, the other can help his friend get up. But how tragic it is for the one who is all alone when he falls. There is no one to help him get up. Lesson number four. Believe in God's ability to push you to the greatest heights. Believing in God changed everything for me. Many times I saw my limitations, especially in the light of other people's achievements. Then I made two discoveries. One was that without God I could do nothing and that God had placed deep within me the ability to propel me to heights I had not even thought about. These two things changed my life completely. When I began to believe in God's strength, God's power, God's wisdom, I began to surrender and give him the leadership in everything I did. And what a transformation. He dug out of me potential for things I never even imagined I had. And each day he continues to unearth in me abilities that leave me tongue-tied. My abilities and my vision were limited to who I was, where I was coming from, and my life experience. But connecting with God opened up a whole new level of opportunities, relationships, and abilities. With God as a pilot, I not only see today but have a clear vision of tomorrow and eternity. Philippians 4 verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Lesson number five, no matter what you do, you'll make enemies, so learn from them. And who creates such opportunities? Not our friends, of course, but our enemies. They're the ones who give, give us the most trouble. So if we wish, truly wish to learn, we should consider enemies to be our best teacher. We should consider enemies to be our best teacher. That was by Dalai Lama. People will see things in you that they want and that they wish they were. Or things in you about themselves that they hate and project it off on you. And then there's ignorance, the greatest source of all enemies. All of these lead people to hating others and naturally becoming some sort of shining light leads people who have something within themselves that they need to let go of and want to unload that issue off on you. There's a silver lining though. You can grow more from your enemies than you can from most of the life, life's other experiences. Compassion, patience and understanding are all qualities that are tested and therefore can be developed by experiences with our enemies. And these are some of the most valuable qualities a person can develop. So don't shy away from enemies. Welcome them with compassion, love and understanding. Use them to transform yourself and be an example to them of what greatness is. Proverbs 16:17 says, When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. Lesson number six, be careful who and what you surround yourself with. Dan Butner said, the people you surround yourself with influence your behaviors, so choose friends who have healthy habits. Think about the way the mind works for a second. 
your thoughts are one of the most powerful forces in your life because each thought is essentially a message transmitted to your brain. We often misunderstand the influence that people have in our lives. The two words that most accurately describe influence are powerful and subtle. The influence of others can be powerful because we all desire to have people like us. Therefore, we may start acting like others to gain their approval. Their influence is also subtle because we may think it has no effect on us. Often, we don't know we are being influenced until it's too late. People we spend the most time with will influence the quality and direction of our lives. Your associations, the people you associate yourself with on a regular basis, work very much the same way. Just as a thought is a piece of information being transmitted to a section of your brain, the words and actions of your associations are pieces of information being transmitted to your brain in much the same way. And just as your thoughts loop and develop themselves into beliefs, and similar thoughts enforce a general belief, the words and actions of your associations reinforce certain ideas and they develop beliefs in you as well. And the same works for everything else, you know, watching TV, videos online, social media, reading, and any other information you absorb. Be careful who and what you surround yourself with because it affects who you become. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. The righteous choose their friends carefully, but the way of the wicked lead them astray. Lesson number seven. Don't stop living your life because of someone else. Now, don't stop living your life because of someone else. God wants us to spend our lives being who he has created us to be as he conforms us into the image of his son, Jesus. God is on a mission to form us into the unique people he has called us to be. There's only one person in the universe that can be you, and that is you. Besides, everyone else is already taken. I saw it time and time again. Two people would get together and they'd stop all personal goals and plans together. They would in a very literal way stop being themselves. Many of these people, including myself to a small extent, although luckily not as bad as some people I knew, would even begin distancing themselves from their friends. This always turned out to be a bad mistake, even if the two people stayed together. Your time is limited. Don't waste it trying to live someone else's life. This was said by iconic Steve Jobs in the 1995 commencement address at Stanford University. This isn't the only way you can lose yourself in someone else, but the most common, especially when you're younger. Don't lose yourself in other people or you'll come to regret it. Colossians 3 verse 23. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. Lesson number eight, be independent. This has a very wide meaning for me. By this, I mean know how to take care of your mind first and foremost, but also how to take care of your body and how to survive on your own in the world. Becoming independent is important not only for your own well-being and overall life, but also it's important to the lives of others. To be able to live independently means that you are in a large part able to take care of yourself. This requires you to depend on others less and consequently help support others more. Being independent does not come easy as it is natural to depend on others. For me, I found an anchor, that's Jesus. He became my anchor and pillar for everything. From him, I learned not to rely on others who many times were not dependable. I learned to get to depend on him wholly and pour out to others more than I ever had. 2 Corinthians 3 verse 4 to 6 Such is the confidence that we have through Christ towards God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. 
who has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Lesson number nine. Be careful who you take advice from. To accept some idea of truth without experiencing it is like a painting of a cake on a paper which you cannot eat. Suzuki Roshi says don't just take advice from anyone. A lot of people will try, but you need to be careful who you go to regularly for advice, especially important life decisions. Everyone has an opinion, and a lot of people will think their opinion is the right one, and they really want to tell you about it. But your own personal experience and insight as a result of that experience is what is most important. Do some research. See if the advice initially makes sense, and if you think you can really benefit from it, if you think it's a good idea, test it out on your own life and those personal insights from your own experience are what you should really base your judgment off of instead of just accepting what others say at face value proverbs 27 verse 17 as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend lesson number 10 young life is temporary the state our life is in can often be encapsulating that is it never occurs to us our lives could change completely in an instant we go on almost thinking we may live, the way we live will last forever. It's easy to lose yourself when you're young and live the parting life. And when the dust settles, the only thing that will matter to you is what state your life is in and what you need to do to get yourself together. There's nothing wrong with having a little fun. But don't forget what really matters. Don't mess up your life. Seriously, it's not worth it. Besides, you'll find that there are more enjoyable things in this life than parting and being reckless. It is important to understand that for everything we do, everything we think, everything we say, we will be held accountable by God. And so in everything, I want to say Psalms number 90 and verse number 12 really spoke to me under this lesson. Teach us to number our days aright, that we may get a heart of wisdom. When we are able to understand how temporary this life is, we will live a life guided by the wisdom given by God. Lesson number 11, let it go. Surrender is literally giving up all control. It is telling God that we are not big enough to deal with our worries and he must take over. When we finally let go of all our worries, we give God room to wield his mighty arm in our lives. When our hands are weak and tired, God's hands are strong and powerful. Surrendering control is a daily moment by moment choice. Like every discipline in life, we must learn to surrender and give it to God. The enemy seeks every new day to cloud our minds with worries, doubts, and fears. The devil wants there to be no room left for God in our lives. Surrendering to God becomes a lifestyle of daily giving it all to him. 1 Corinthians 5 verse 7, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Lesson number 12 everything in life is impermanent you're not going to live forever your dog isn't going to live forever you're not going to have that job forever you're not going to be angry forever you're not going to be heartbroken forever and everything else in your life is going to change at some point or another celebrate life now in all its beauty and understand that tomorrow everything can change the value of life is beyond computation 
Christ regarded every moment as precious, and it is thus that we should regard it. Life is too short to be trifled away. We have but a few days of probation in which to prepare for eternity. We have no time to waste, no time to devote to selfish pleasure, no time for indulgence of sin. It is now that we are to prepare for the searching judgment. The human family have scarcely begun to live when they begin to die. And the world's incessant labor ends in nothingless unless a true knowledge in regard to eternal life is gained. And the man who appreciates time as his working day will fit himself for a mansion and for a life that is immortal. It is well that he was born. We are admonished to redeem time, but time squandered can never be recovered. The great part about that is it not only means you should cherish those things which you enjoy and make the most of each moment, but also that any hard times we are going through won't last forever. Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Lesson number 13, take care of your spirit, your soul, and your body. God cares about your whole being and all of it connects together. How we take care of ourselves affects our overall health and we have to take responsibility on all areas, the spirit, the soul, and the body, and trust God will strengthen us. Our spiritual health can be developed and strengthened by cultivating our relationship with Jesus, by partnering with the Holy Spirit through regular times of worship and prayer. In addition to worship and prayer, consistent reading and listening to the Word of God strengthens our faith. Our souls are made up of the mind, the will, and the emotions. Once we allow God to renew our thought patterns, we are able to understand God's will, which affects our own will and, and how we make godly decisions in life. We need to keep healthy and the wellness of our bodies by eating and exercising regularly. Now, may the God of peace sanctify you completely and make your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful. He will surely do it. That's First Thessalonians 5, 23 and 24, which is my verse for the lesson, take care of your spirit, your soul, and your body. For lesson number 14, appreciate your pain and suffering. I really like this lesson. Don't run from your challenges. If it weren't for them, you wouldn't be able to find peace and would not even know what joy was. This is because pain and suffering and peace and happiness are both sides of the same coin. Without one, there wouldn't be the other. Everything in life has an opposite correlation with everything else. This is simply a truth about the way that the world works. The sooner you become to realize this, the sooner you'll discover the true way to finding peace. To rest in peace, you must be able to live not just with the good, but with the bad as well. You don't need to erase the challenges in your life to find peace and happiness. In fact, you couldn't even if you tried. You simply need to learn how to live with those challenges and transform them. Romans 5 verse 3 to 4, not only so, but we also glorify in our suffering because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. And lesson number 15, compassion is the bridge that connects people of all positions, colors, and beliefs. Compassion is all the world needs to go around. Practice compassion with everyone, irrespective of their position, their color, or their belief. Everyone deserves to be treated with dignity. Treat everyone with kindness and respect, not because they are nice, but because you are. This was put from an unknown person. People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyway. The, now, the noun compassion means sympathetic, 
pity and concern for the suffering or misfortunes of others. There are so many people in need of your compassion. You do not have to have money to show compassion. There are many activities you can do to show compassion to those in need that does not need any money. Touch a heart, change a life. A little compassion goes a long way. Kindness means building bridges instead of walls. This is a quote by activist. The bridge you build when you practice kindness connects people who are different. Remember, everyone responds to compassion. Ephesians 4 verse 32. Be kind and compassionate one to another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Lesson number 16, and I liked it. Live simply. A simple Christian life is letting go of everything that hinders our walk with God and opening our arms to embrace God, freeing ourselves to live a life of total commitment and obedience to God, without being encumbered by material things and entrapped with the expectation of family, friends, and society. We will find it easier to give ourselves totally to our God and doing His will. A simple Christian life is a surrendered life. A normal Christian life where temporal pleasures of life have no power and hold over us, but rather Christ is all in all. Living simply will ward off the complications of modern life and bring you peace. 1 Timothy 6, verse 6-7 But godliness with contentment is great gain, for we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. Lesson number 17 What others think of you does not matter. Everyone worries to some extent about what others think. And one of the most debilitating fears is the fear of what others might think of us. As the heart of much of what holds us back in life is this very fear. So it goes without saying that overcoming it can be life-changing. How can you begin to overcome it? By identifying it in your life. Practicing mindfulness in your everyday life is the key of identifying where the fear has rested its prickly hands. If you can begin to identify the fear, you can defeat it by resisting it and the issues it raises. Galatians 1 verse 10 says, Or am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. Lesson number 18, one more to go. The internet is an invaluable tool. Learn how to use it. If the internet were a country, it would be one of the world's largest. I remember 10 years ago, people used to scoff at the idea of finding legitimate answers to real world problems on the internet. Now, it's the first place people look. But while most people know how to use Facebook, YouTube, Twitter to entertain themselves, and Google for the occasional start, occasionally stamped brain. Many people don't know how to or don't realize they can use it to find solutions or the gateway to a solution to many of their more complex problems. Nowadays, there's a blog or website out there, valuable insights to just about every topic imaginable. Do a little searching around and you can find helpful information for a lot of problems you'd be otherwise stuck figuring out on your own or depending on old means to figure it out. And the primary old means to solving a problem or getting an answer is the books. The internet makes way more convenient with ebooks. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6 to 7. Do not forsake wisdom and she will protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. Wisdom is supreme. Is supreme. Therefore get wisdom. Though it costs all you have, get understanding. 
lesson number 19 and this is the final message for the day sometimes it's important to gain perspective at times we can get so enveloped in our own problems that we feel like they're bigger than our god this happens throughout life but i think more so when you're younger and you haven't had as many varied life experiences because of this it can be very beneficial to take a step back from time to time and remember just how great and mighty our god is Psalms 94 verse 4 For great is the Lord and greatly to be praised for he is to be feared above all gods In conclusion it is natural to look back on our lives and think I wish I had known that back then but this can sometimes lead to a strong sense of regret a situation where we convince ourselves that we've somehow wasted our lives until then If you can break the cycle of feeding turn inward and face yourself courageously then you will be able to overcome the insecurity it's your life that's at stake we don't want to look back in another 20 years and even more regret do you in summary the 19 things i wish i knew when i was younger are number 1 the world is open to you 2 work hard 3 value your friendships 4 Believe in God's ability to push you to the greatest heights. 5. No matter what you do, you'll make enemies, so learn from them. 6. Be careful who and what you surround yourselves with. 7. Don't stop living your life because of someone else. 8. Be independent. 9. Be careful who you take advice from. 10. The young life is temporary. 11. Let go. 12 Everything in life is impermanent. 13 Take care of your body, spirit and soul. 14 Appreciate your pain and suffering. 15 Compassion is the bridge that connects people of all positions, colors and beliefs. 16 Live simply. 17 What others think of you does not matter. 18 The internet is an invaluable tool. learn how to use it and finally 19 sometimes it's important to gain perspective sometimes it's important to gain perspective thank you for listening and god bless you